Session 310, Chapter 2, Verse 282, A Continuation You who believe, when you contract a debt for a stated term, put it down in writing. Have a scribe write it down justly between you. No scribe should refuse to write. Let him write as God has taught him. Let the debtor dictate, and let him fear God, his Lord, and not diminish the debt at all. If the debtor is feeble-minded, weak, or unable to dictate, then let his guardian dictate justly. Call in two men as witnesses. If two men are not there, then call one man and two women out of those you approve as witnesses, so that if one of the two women should forget, the other can remind her. Let the witnesses not refuse when they are summoned. Do not disdain to write the debt down, be it small or large along with the time it falls due. This way is more equitable in God's eyes, more reliable as testimony, and more likely to prevent doubts arising between you. But if the merchandise is there, and you hand it over, there is no blame on you if you do not write it down. Have witnesses present whenever you trade with one another, and let no harm be done to either scribe or witness, for if you did cause them harm, it would be deviancy on your part. Be mindful of God, and He will teach you. He has full knowledge of everything. Chapter 2, verse 282 In the previous session, we explained how the lender and the borrower should treat both the scribe and witnesses with respect and compensate them for any inconvenience. We also explained how the scribe and witnesses should do their job to the best of their abilities without taking sides. God says, warning all parties, for if you did cause them harm, it would be deviancy on your part. What does the word deviancy mean? To understand the meaning, we should look at the Arabic origin of the word. The word fusuk originated from the desert environment where the Arabs lived at the time of the Prophet. When a date ripens on a palm tree, its skin stays attached to the body of the fruit and acts as a protecting barrier from the elements. As the date ages, the skin separates from the fruit, making it easy to peel. The word fasaka describes the detachment of the protective skin from its natural place, exposing the fruit to harm and causing it to spoil. Similarly, Allah used the same word, fasakha, to describe a person who distances him or herself from God's teachings, thus exposing him or herself to harm and ruin. The verse continues, Be mindful of God, and He will teach you. He has full knowledge of everything. The advice to be mindful of God is common in this chapter. To be mindful is to be steadfast on God's path and to avoid taking unnecessary risks that may cause harm in this world and the next. When you implement God's teachings, you shield yourself and your family against harm. Some people have questioned the Quranic verses that ask us to be mindful of God and the verses that ask us to be mindful of hellfire. How can this be? How can the same word apply to both God and hellfire? We answer that in order to shield yourself from hellfire, 
you would avoid that which angers God. Mindfulness and good deeds are the best tools to build this shield between you and the fire. Let's take a moment to study the phrase, and he will teach you. It is an Islamic principle that you should keep in mind in all matters related to religion. When people set the rules, you should not follow them unless you trust the wisdom and knowledge of the person setting the rules. Why? Because these people are your equal. They have the same abilities as you. Why would you follow any person unless you are convinced that he or she knows much more than you do? Otherwise, maybe you should be the leader. None of us is perfect, and none of us has superpowers. However, when the legislation comes from God, things are different. As a Muslim, you have declared faith in God and have conviction in His ultimate wisdom and perfect knowledge. You entrust that Allah is free of need and that He has your best interest at heart. Thus, there is no need to understand the wisdom behind His teachings fully. You follow God's teachings first and come to understand the wisdom behind them later. For example, when God legislated fasting the month of Ramadan, He did not try to convince you of the benefits. He, the All-Merciful, used your faith in Him as the main reason to fast. God says, You who believe, fasting is prescribed for you. Your belief in God is why you fast. However, when you fast properly, you slowly discover the benefits of fasting one after another. Allah wants you to follow His teachings first and then enjoy their immense benefits. He says, O you who believe, if you remained mindful of Allah, He will bestow upon you the criterion with which you will separate the truth from falsehood, and He will unburden your misdeeds and forgive you. Allah's favor is indeed immense. Chapter 8, verse 29 God promises you clarity of vision and the ability to see right from wrong, but only if you follow His teachings first. Allah is all-knowledgeable, all-wise. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Convey my teachings to the people, even if it is only a single verse. Please take a moment to subscribe and to share with your family and friends. Visit us at www.qurangarden.com.